A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Mary set out and went with haste to a Judean town in the hill country, where she entered the house of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the child leapt in her womb. And Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit and exclaimed with a loud cry, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And why has this happened to me, that the mother of my Lord comes to me? For as soon as I heard the sound of your greeting, the child in my womb leapt for joy. And blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her by the Lord. The Gospel of the Lord. Mary entered the house of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. Mary and Elizabeth are not alone. How good it is that God gave them one to another. God's most radical intervention into history was listened to and received in community. The same is true of us. We're given one to another. We are not alone. We belong to God, and because we belong to God, we belong to each other. Zechariah, Elizabeth, and Mary, the figures who appear in the first chapter of Luke's Gospel, are waiting to welcome the Promised One who comes to gather us like a shepherd gathers the flock. After John is born, Luke will introduce him to us through his father Zechariah, who is filled with the Holy Spirit. The canticle of Zechariah is called the Benedictus from the Latin translation of the opening line, Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel. Blessed is the first word we hear on the lips of Zechariah. Now Luke is introducing us to Jesus in the same way, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit and exclaimed with a loud cry, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. This short canticle of Luke's gospel has become part of our Hail Mary. But Elizabeth is not finished. She even speaks a third beatitude. And blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her by the Lord. Later in the gospel, another woman shouts a beatitude to Mary, saying to Jesus, Blessed is the womb that bore you and the breast that nursed you. To which Jesus replied, echoing the words of Elizabeth, Blessed, rather, are those who hear the word of God and obey it. Mary is blessed on both counts. First, for her relationship to Jesus as mother of the Word incarnate. And second, for her relationship to him as a disciple and keeper of his Word. Quite appropriately, the good news is carried by the first disciple, Mary. At the end of Luke's Gospel, It's not Mary who arises in haste, but Mary Magdalene, Joanna, and Mary the mother of James who arise at daybreak after the Sabbath to visit the tomb outside Jerusalem 
and to their great joy, the tomb is revealed to have been a womb. The women remembered Jesus' words and spread the good news. In Luke's Gospel, Mary is portrayed as the Ark of God. The angel Gabriel told Mary that the Spirit of God will overshadow her in the same way that the Ark of the Covenant is being overshadowed by the wings of the cherubim. The Ark was one of the chief symbols of the presence of God with the people. The Ark contained the Ten Commandments, the words of God in stone. The womb of the Virgin contains Jesus, the Word of God made flesh. When Elizabeth hears Mary's greeting, John the Baptist leaps for joy in her womb. The verb is the same verb that describes David dancing before the ark. Faced with the ark, David said, Who am I that the ark of the Lord should come to me? Likewise, Elizabeth says to Mary, Who am I that the mother of my Lord should come to me? The ark traveled to the hill country of Judah to rest in the house of Obed-Edom. Mary traveled to the hill country of Judea to the house of Zechariah and Elizabeth. The ark remained in the house of Obed-Edom for three months. Mary remained in the house of her cousin Elizabeth for three months. The ark returned to its sanctuary and eventually ends up in Jerusalem, where the presence and glory of God is revealed in the newly built temple. Mary returned home from visiting Elizabeth and eventually comes to Jerusalem, where she presents God the Son in the temple. On New Year's Day, we read from the book of Numbers, The Lord let his face shine upon you. That verse seems to be reflected in the responsorial psalm today when we cried out to God, Let us see your face. We're so close to Christmas now that we want to see it with our own eyes. Imagine a baby in the womb. If the baby had consciousness, it would be very difficult for them to believe that there is such a thing as a mother, even though they are completely surrounded by their mother. The baby has to be born in order to meet their mother face to face. Henri Nouwen describes a spirituality of waiting. Zachariah, Elizabeth, and Mary are waiting with a sense of promise. They have received something that is at work in them, like a seed that has started to grow. We can only really wait if what we are waiting for has already begun for us. So waiting is never a movement from nothing to something. It's always a movement from something to something more. And this waiting is very active. Mary went in haste. A waiting person is someone who is present to the moment who believes that this moment is the moment. Impatient people are always expecting the real thing to happen somewhere else, and therefore want to go elsewhere. The moment is empty. 
But patient people dare to stay where they are. Patient living means to live actively in the present and wait there. It involves nurturing the moment as a mother nurtures the child that is growing in her. In this way, the struggles of life become birth pangs. What seems a hindrance becomes a way. What seems an obstacle becomes a door. What seems a misfit becomes a cornerstone. Through Mary, mother of Jesus, God has become present to the world. As Ark of the New Covenant, Mary is the model of what every believer is called to be, the dwelling place of the divine presence on earth.